Hey folks, Steve Lewis here. Welcome to Relevance for today. Got a great show today. Was doing some studying, learned some things. Holy Spirit showed me some things about the mustard seed. Stay tuned, folks. This one's going to be applicable to your life as I know it is for mine. Stay tuned. Okay, folks, thanks for tuning in. As always, thank you so much for all the feedback, keeping connected, talking back and forth, the messages and so forth. It's always great to hear from you folks all around the world. So thank you for that. Also, it's great to be connected with some of you folks on Instagram. If you want to connect with me on Instagram, just go to Relevance for Today. Look that up. You should be able to find me. Okay, so we're going to jump right in. Today, we're going to be talking about the mustard seed, the rest of the story. So as I've mentioned before, right now, I'm working on studying through the New Testament, and I'm going through Warren Wiersbe's Bible studies and learning a lot. And as I'm doing the Bible studies, I'm also getting some great nuggets for podcasting. So I'll take a piece of paper and I'll start writing down some nuggets and then I'll meditate on it. Holy Spirit helps me get some good information out of it. So today we're talking about the mustard seed. So we're going to jump right in. I've got my Thomas Nelson chronological study Bible. We're using the New King James. Great Bible. Love it. And uh, it's really good. I don't know if you can see that too well. And for folks that are listening, it's a great Bible. Comes in handy. The chronological Bible, what it is, is the Bible is put into the order that they believe it was written. And so we're going to be in the book of Matthew, but at the same time, you could turn the page and you'd be in Mark depending on the stories and that are being told. So we're going to jump right in. We're going to do Matthew 17, verses 14 through 21. This is the New King James. So it says, the highlight is the need for faith. And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic. And suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. And of course, that is a recollection. Many of you know that story. Some translations, however, do not have verse 21 in there. And it doesn't mean they're a bad translation, but we can also refer over, and I'm going to take you over to Mark 9:29, which is also going to share the same thing. So we're going to look over. And what's nice is in the chronological Bible, you just flip the page and you're already in the book of Mark. So it jumps back and forth depending on the stories, how they relate to each other. So this is a parallel passage. So nine, Mark nine, verse 29 says, or I'll go 28 and 29. 
And when he had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast it out? And it's talking about the similar story, but this is Mark's recollection of it about the little boy. And it says, so he said to them, this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. So I want you to remember that the key part of this podcast episode is first the mustard seed, but then prayer and fasting. So this is very important, folks. First, I want to let you know, love and appreciate you all, but this is very important. I want you to apply this to your life. What I'm teaching you today, what I'm learning for myself is very important. But first, I want you to reflect on the fact that Jesus actually took the time to pray often. Luke recorded in chapter 5, verse 15 and 16, and he said, But despite Jesus' instructions, the report of his power spread even faster, and vast crowds came to hear him preach and to be healed of their diseases. But Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. It also recorded in other passages that Jesus took time to pray. So we know Jesus prayed because it's in the Word. But we also know it's listed once where he fasted, and of course that was when he was tempted. When he was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness and he was tempted by Satan, he also fasted for 40 days. So in bringing those things up and talking to you about prayer, I want to remind you that Jesus took the time out to pray to the Father. He took the time out on the mountain. He took the time out, as it said, Jesus prayed often. And that's really important. And so he was prayed up. You know, you hear some people say he was prayed up. He was fasted up. He was ready to rock and roll. It's just like the guy out there laying the, laying the pavement. He's been working all his life, learning how to lay pavement. He knows what he's doing. When he gets dressed in the morning, he's ready to go to lay some pavement. But how ready are we as the body of Christ to get out here and pray for those who are sick, pray for those who are hurting, pray for different things? Okay, so I'm going to continue on. So we know, like I said, we know Jesus prayed. We know he spent time with the Father. But the bottom line is he was connected to the Father fully and was always about the Father's business. So now that we've established these points, I want to share a revelation with you. Okay, here it comes. Many of you have been taught about the mustard seed, how small it is and how big it grows to be. But have you ever learned about the growing process? A great point is in Matthew 13, 31 through 32, which says another parable he put forth to them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all the seeds. But when it is grown, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and rest in its branches. That's powerful. So the mustard seed is a small seed, but yet grows into a bush or a tree. Isn't that something? For example, the black mustard seed can grow up to eight feet tall, and there are also many types of mustard bushes that can grow from six feet up to 30 feet tall from a seed as small as two millimeters. Isn't that crazy? Two millimeters. That's tiny. 
But in order for that seed to even grow, it needs some very important things. Water, sun, soil, nutrients, and time. Without these things, it will not grow. So what am I getting at here? So the same applies to us as followers of Jesus Christ. When it comes to faith, you have to treat your faith like a mustard seed. So treat your faith like you would treat a mustard seed that you want to actually grow. Okay? So it's not as simple as just saying, hey, you don't believe that's going to happen? Oh, you don't have faith of a mustard seed, so it's not going to work. No, no, no. Okay. We know a mustard seed is small. We know what it becomes. But what about the process in between being a two millimeter seed to being a full blown bush or a tree? Well, here's where it comes in handy. First, you have to believe that the seed will even grow. Otherwise, you wouldn't even plant it in the first place, right? You obviously believe that in faith. And so otherwise, why bother? But the same thing goes for us as followers of Jesus Christ. You obviously believe that faith is real. Otherwise, you wouldn't even believe in God and you wouldn't even have hope in your salvation. Right? So in order for your faith to grow, you need to do the following. And these are just recommendations. But I tell you what, these are very important. You definitely need the following. You need the word of God, your Bible, right? You need to trust in the Lord regardless of the outcome. That's very important. You need prayer in your life. You need to make time and take time to spend in the word to build your relationship with the Lord, to listen to the Holy Spirit for guidance and to fast and pray. These things are very important. You can see where I'm getting at with this. One minute I'm talking about the plant. Next minute I'm talking about faith in us, that faith in our spirit man, the faith seed that has to grow inside of us. How does it grow? We get into the word. We pray. We take time out to learn more about the Lord. Listen to the Holy Spirit. You pray, you fast, you know, take a day of not eating, just drinking some water and focusing on God's word and things like that. That is what's important. That's going to help build your faith. And that faith, of course, to move mountains is not a light switch. Okay, you don't just say, oh, I've got faith. Here you go. Boom, 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 boom. No, where you speak and poof, things happen. It's a process. As you take the time out and focus on your personal relationship with the Lord, you will see changes happen in your life. You will hear the Holy Spirit speaking to you to help guide you and strengthen you. I want to encourage you to take the time to learn how to fast. And during those times of fasting, like I mentioned, listen to the Holy Spirit to strengthen you and to teach you and to help you. And what you do is you rely on the Lord, rely on the Holy Spirit to get you through that time of fasting. When you're having those hunger pains, instead of relying on a bag of chips or a hamburger or whatever you may be eating, you rely on the Holy Spirit to get you through the toughest times of those hunger pains. Remember what James 4, 8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. So as you draw closer to him, I guarantee he will show you his call for your life. And you will also notice your faith strengthening. You will want to step up and step out and be a mighty vessel for the kingdom. And you'll find out these things as you get into the word and as you rub shoulders with other brothers and sisters in Christ. I've been attending a ministry, a minister's mentoring group. 
and it truly is a blessing to get together with other ministers all around the world. We're on Zoom conference calls. We're learning one, from one another. We're learning about what God is doing in our lives, in others' lives, all around the world. It's incredible. It truly is a blessing. And so connect with the right people that are going to help grow you, that are going to rub elbows with you, that are going to say, hey, I want you to connect with Pastor Blakeney over there. Hey, I want you to connect with John Burpee. Connect with these guys. They're going to send you this way. They're going to help you get that. They've got some educational videos, whatever it is. They're going to encourage you and strengthen you. Share your podcast, whatever it may be. It's going to help grow one another. And that's so powerful. It's that iron sharpening iron. And so as we continue on talking about faith, you know, Holy Spirit's going to help you step you up get you ready so you can be a powerful vessel for the kingdom. Now, of course, when it comes to faith, there's that question bubble above our heads, you know, okay, Steve, this sounds wonderful. It sounds easy, but I've seen a lot of things happen in my life and it all doesn't go the way we plan it to go. And the question is, you know, will everything you have faith to believe for come to pass or work out in your favor? Well, the answer is no. And you might say, well, why not? It says right here, anything can happen, but I don't have the answers. You know, I don't have all the answers that I don't know that I want to ask God that the same question, you know, when that day comes, I'm standing before the Lord and make it to heaven and he welcomes me in. I want to be able to sit back and say, okay, so tell me why didn't that happen? Or why didn't this happen? You know, it's one of those things we're not going to know all the answers, but you know, many of you know, perfect example, as many of you know, my mother passed away. She had a stroke in February 2019, and sadly, due to complications, she passed away in March of 2019. Our prayers weren't answered for her to be healed, and there was many people praying. The church I was going to was praying. We had lots of friends praying. Sometimes God just doesn't answer prayer, or sometimes God says yes, and sometimes he says no, but you can't argue with it. You know, the bottom line is, I know my mom is now with the Lord. I would be selfish to even think about saying, Lord, I want her back. I want her back because I know where she's at. She's in a better place. She's in the presence of the Lord and absent from her body. Just like Paul had said, you know, it's something else, you know, and the great news is, I know I'm going to see her again. So praise God. Thank you, Lord. I get to see my amazing mother again one day. But in the meantime, that's okay. Like I said, sometimes God says yes. Sometimes he says no. Do we know why? No, we don't. But either way, I'm thankful for all that he has done for me. And you need to make sure you do the same. Things might not work out this way, but you know what? Thank God I'm able to do this. You know, I have conditions in my life. I'm only able to do certain things, but you know what? Praise God. I get to reach thousands of people all around the world. So do I mope and complain about my situation or do I say, thank you, Lord, for the ability to be able to do what I'm doing, to reach people around the world, to share the gospel around the world and for people like you to come to Christ if you haven't already and to hear the testimonies and to hear the please tell me how to get saved and you're sharing the gospel with someone who's in the Philippines or in the Samoa Islands or someplace else, and you're praying for one another. That's what it's all about. Don't look at the bad side of things. Look at the fact that you can get up and do something, and you still, God can use you right where you're at. 
very important. So I'll continue on. You know, and like I said, when those why nots pop up in your mind, I want you to remember something. And this is very important. And it's not saying you're the Apostle Paul. And I'm not saying I'm the Apostle Paul. So if anybody's, don't get on the defense about this, what I'm about to read. But I'm reading to you what the Apostle Paul shared in 2 Corinthians 12, 6 through 9 about his life and what he brought to the Lord and what the Lord answered to him. So I'm going to read it out of the New Living Translation. And it says, and this is 2 Corinthians 12, chapter 12, verses 6 through 9. If I wanted to boast, I would be no fool in doing so, because I would be telling the truth. But I won't do it, because I don't want anyone to give me credit beyond what they can see in my life or hear in my message. Even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God, so to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. Powerful. You know, there's a big, regardless of what the thorn in his flesh was, you know, you can read a bunch of commentaries. Some say it was eyesight. Some say it was the... Hellenistic Jews and the different people like that who were coming in and heckling him and the enemy was on the prowl trying to attack him everywhere he went beat up I mean they beat the man up they killed him once he got raised from the dead powerful stuff if you read the Apostle Paul's story but the bottom line is it does not matter what his thorn in the flesh was don't focus on that I want you to focus on the statement that God said to him the statement he made will always resonate in my heart when prayers may not get answered the way I thought they should. The Lord responded to Paul, my grace is all you need. That's important. When you're just about to beat yourself up or wring your hands at the Lord and why didn't you answer my prayer, Lord? I needed this or I needed that. You just remember what the Apostle Paul went through and how his life was. That goes to show sometimes God says yes, sometimes God says no. Paul asked him three times, and God did not give him what he wanted. He told him, my grace is all you need. When you rely on the Lord to take care of you, nothing else matters. You're in good hands. So in closing, I want to conclude with this. Build up your faith by coming closer to God. Pray, fast, read, and meditate on what is written in the Bible. Stay focused, share the good news about Jesus Christ, and allow your faith to grow as you focus on a relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Okay, folks, and the last verse I'm going to share with you is Romans 10:17, which says, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I'm going to pray here in a minute, but what I've shared today, I hope that resonates in you as well. I want you to stay focused. Remember, you can't just sit back and go praying for somebody to be healed or go praying for something or a need or whatever's going on without making sure your faith is strengthened with this word. Okay? It's very important. This word is really important. You need to get it up here in your soul, man, in your spirit, the word of God. 
Build a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Talk to him. Build a relationship. It's really important. Jesus took time to pray. It didn't say he sat around and hung out with the guys all day. He went and took time and prayed with the Father. Fasted for 40 days. He got connected, so that spiritual connection was wide open. So I want to encourage you folks in that. Mustard seed, mustard seed faith comes with mustard seed care. Nurture, feed it, protect it. Time, love, very important. So let's go ahead and pray. So Heavenly Father, just thank you for this opportunity to share this message. Lord, I pray right now for all of our faith that we can come to know you in a greater way as our Savior and Lord so that we can focus on you, so we can rely on you more, so we can get in the Word, so we can learn how to fast properly. And during those fasting times that the Holy Spirit will speak to us, mold us, shape us, and guide us in the walk that we need to be on so that we can be the hands and feet of Jesus out here in 2020 or whatever year it may be that folks are listening to this. It's time for the body of Christ to step up. It's time to stay focused. It's time to build up our faith in you, Heavenly Father. And we just thank you for these things, Lord. I ask that you just watch over all my listeners, bless them and their families. And I thank you for this opportunity to share this message in Jesus' precious holy name, I pray. Amen. There you have it, folks. Hope you enjoyed the message. Stay focused. Stay the course. Remember, sometimes God says yes. Sometimes he says no. It's not my rules. Ask God about it. Get in the word. I can't encourage you enough. Get in the word. Try fasting. If you're nervous about fasting for an entire day or two days, you know, if you've got a medical condition, talk to your doctors about it. Fast one meal. Try fasting one meal. Drink lots of water. Focus on the Lord during that time that you would be sitting down eating your food and watch how your life changes. And if you try fasting in between now and, and whenever, uh, put it in your comment section. Put it in the comment section. I want to hear about how that went for you, okay? All right, folks, with that being said, hey, stay encouraged, stay focused, stay in the word, take care of each other. God bless you all. Love you. Take care. Peace.